Welcome to On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by ReviewMaxer. Hello and welcome to On Top of PR. I'm Jason Mudd with Axia Public Relations, your host. And today we are joined by special guest Alan Cohen. I've met Alan at a public relations event uh, about 10 years ago, and uh, I've always wanted to have him on the show, and we're finally making that happen today. So you are going to be glad. I'm glad you're here, and you're going to be glad to be here as well. Alan Cohen is a public speaker, author, executive coach, and trainer for organizations and individuals to maximize potential and drive peak performance in their lives, organizations, and careers. He's a TED Talk speaker and trains other speakers to speak on stage and to use speaking to grow their business. Today's topic is how to become an excellent TEDx speaker. Uh, Alan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jason. It's great to be here. It's been a long time since I've seen or spoken with you, so yeah. glad this came up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that we're doing it. So we're going to talk today about how to become not just a TEDx speaker, but an excellent uh, TEDx speaker. Let's start with the process. What is the process to be, and, and you can certainly talk about both, you know, the, the TED uh, talk speaking opportunity as well as TEDx and help sure. us differentiate between the two and the differences of, of, of experience. Sure. So, um, and that's already a great distinction because the TED, because TED talks are just much higher, harder to get. Um, there, there aren't as many big conferences, and they tend generally to be looking for for people who have pretty high profiles or whose TEDx speeches have gone viral, and um, and they feel like they need to just really check you out. Um, I'll, so I'll probably spend a little more time talking about TEDx, the uh, TEDx process, because mm -hmm. there are lots of TEDxes. They they are often, uh, they're, they're local, so you, you don't always have to travel to do them. And um, uh, and they, they do feed into the TEDx pool. Right. Okay. So what's the process? So I think it, I think the process, while it, there, it's similar in, for some people, um, some people get lucky. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to speak to the, um, uh, to the process if you don't just get lucky. If you if you if you get lucky, um, you get selected first time out, um, and that's that doesn't happen a lot, but it happens, and um, and then sometimes you are recruited to to do them because people uh, organizers of TEDx's around the country may have heard of you, um, may have uh, seen other videos that you've done, and then they may approach you if they feel like you have themes and speak to things that uh, align with what the themes are of those different TEDx conferences. Got so, um, but, but at the minimum, it's, it's researching the different TEDx's uh, that are happening all around the country, uh, all around the world, looking at the themes uh, online, seeing if the, the, you can connect your uh, your origin story, or your 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 journey to uh, uh, to one of the themes mm -hmm. that's uh, that people that's been communicated, and then you sometimes they ask for a thirty second or sixty second video of you talking about what you're going to speak about. Okay. Uh, sometimes they don't, but it almost always includes uh, a, um, a, a an application and then a, um, uh, a and it, a panel interview. That's uh, uh, that you'll be you'll be interviewed by several people who are on the selections committee, 
once uh, if you make that cut, then uh, then you go into the heavier writing and and rehearsal and and promoting. I, I know lots of people on, um, who are watching today that they're in the marketing or, or communications business. That's super helpful because so you've done your speech, you're uh, you, you've gotten some some eyeballs on it. But the only way that you're really going to get lots and lots of people to to view it is to promote it. And, and so uh, it's helpful if you have a marketing and PR background uh, to, to promote your own TEDx after it happens. When you're thinking about a local TEDx event, how many of those uh, local events are going to have local speakers versus uh, is there a formula? Uh, I, I don't think it's formulaic at all, but but I know that the ones, uh, certainly the one that I've spoken at that uh, and that others um, have spoken at who I've coached, it's it. I would say probably 80% have some sort of a local connection. Um, and then the other 20% are just because they've found that the organizers just think that you have a really unique take on the topic and, mm -hmm. and they're comfortable with the fact that you have spoken elsewhere and they're then, and then they invite you in. So, so I, uh, and please, Jason, cut me off at, at any point. Um, I, I did one in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I have, no connection to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. couldn't make it up if I tried. Uh, I have a cousin who lives in Philadelphia. That's right. that's my Pennsylvania connection. Um, but because of what I talked about, I I, I guess it has national. It's it's nationally significant, and mm -hmm. it's it's got a little bit of a kind of celebrity cachet um, mm. because it's connected to a, a big brand that people know about. Well, now everybody's going to want to know what is your topic. <laughs> so, so, uh, so my uh, my public relations career, which predates my career as a speech coach and leadership mm -hmm. coach, uh, right. was in public relations and, and marketing. I worked in PR firms and and as heads of communications for some pretty big companies, and uh, I had the, the the fortune of being. Uh, being the head of publicity for the Harry Potter book series launch mm. in the United States. So I, uh, I, I found my way to, uh, I was able to connect the theme of uh, the theme of the conference, uh, which was chaos. Mm. Uh, I was able to tie it to my experience working on the Harry Potter books and being the first person to ever uh, uh, ever meet J.K. Rowling on the publicity side and touring her and mm -hmm. all that. So I talked about the, I talked about chaos. Uh, the way to navigate uh, chaos is through a shared sense of purpose, like the one that we had with mm -hmm. Harry Potter and getting young boys to read, and the, the chaos that ensued doing something for the first time ever of that scale. Right. So um, you know, interestingly, Jason, they they uh, I I hired a coach or two to help me, and they both said. You uh, you you should really soft pedal the Harry Potter stuff, and um, it's right. not. Um, people think that you're marketing Harry Potter or, or your ability to market Harry Potter, and that that actually had nothing to do with it. And I trusted my gut, which was there are like thousands of thousands of Alan Cohen's out there who are leadership coaches or speech speech coaches, or mm -hmm. um, uh, but what makes what's that? thing that's interesting about me that can help me tell the story uh and it's harry potter nobody else can really 
talk about it in that way. So, so I went with my gut and I got, I got picked. I think it was after 13 rejections. <laughs> so I, pretty, I knew that I had to do a TEDx and I wasn't going to stop until I got one. That's right. Well, I, I love that when you have a calling, you stick to it. And you're reminding me of something I say all the time. First, the first 50 rejections are the hardest, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I right, feel so sorry for the people who get chosen the first time. Jason. They don't, <laughs> that they don't, they don't learn resilience. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, I've got a note here that you want to talk about what's your goal for doing a TEDx or yeah. TEDx talk. Yeah, I think whether it's a TEDx or it's a, 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 a the big TED Talk um, conference, the big TED conference, I, I think it's really important to get clear on on your goal for for doing it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of writing time, editing time, rehearsal time, marketing time. So, so you should have a pretty a pretty clear goal about what it is that you're hoping to accomplish by doing it. Um, it I would say. The least um, appealing thing, uh, uh, the least appealing why is, is just to grow your business. Mm -hmm. I think it, it can happen um, as a result of your doing, doing it. You can maybe get more speaking or you can get more strategic alliances or um, people getting to know you. But, but you are not able to sell directly from the stage. You're not, you're not up there shilling, trying to get yourself, uh, um, trying to get clients who are tuning in, even though that can happen sometimes. Mm -hmm. the, the purest, the more pure your purpose for doing it, I think the more the energy of your application will appeal to the committee. So mm -hmm. it's because you've been through some sort of, you have a new idea or a new way of thinking about things that can inspire people or change the way that they do business. Um, and it's something about the stories that you tell that people can connect with. Um, but if you're just there and, uh, you know, solely for the purpose of marketing your, yourself, A, it, it smells bad and right. it can sound salesy and people will see through it. Um, and, and B, it's just, um, it's just, it's not really what Ted's about. It's, it, a, it's really about turning some sacred cows on there, uh, mm -hmm. tipping them over and just, and just expanding people's thinking and consciousness. So that do it because you're, you want to inspire people mm -hmm. to do something or think about things right. differently uh, and connect with them on some different level. That authentic why is what I think is really what you're saying versus, you know, uh, and, and the idea uh, I can help others if I just have the platform as opposed to the idea of I can sell to others if I just have the platform. That's right. Yeah. Now I will say for those, uh, those, on uh, who are tuning in that um, that it really can be spectacular for your for building your brand. And um, and so really knowing what you stand for and and um, and how you want to be known uh, is important when you are choosing which conferences to apply to, when you're deciding what your topic is um, and and coming and having that big idea, that silver bullet. Um, you know, that make sure that's something that you want to be talking about for quite some time. And um, because you're going to put a lot of energy into promoting that, um, that particular speech or that thing that that thing that you're being that you're now associated with. Is 80 percent of the concept or the selection process for a TEDx presentation 
what you said earlier, a new way of thinking. Is that kind of like a prerequisite of the topic? Yeah, it's it's and and listen, I, I, there are no absolutes because also every every conference uh, and they have some basic mm-hmm. basic things that are across all stages, but right. but some some folks are, can be quirky, so they might they might have a theme and and yeah. um, and choose people for reasons that we don't really know. But um, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. That's um, okay. Well, I was, I, I was going to also ask you, other than being lucky and persistent, right. how do you stand out among the many speakers who apply? Right. So, so if you watch a lot of a uh, lot, lots of TEDx's you'll, or TEDs, you'll mm-hmm. see that there, there are a lot of people. They're good speakers, but a lot of people are doing that kind of, that kind of rote. Um, I think it was like a Saturday Night Live goof at one point about people mm-hmm. doing TED talks. Like, like you know, they 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 would voice, um, they would voice what's going through their head as they were giving the speech. So it's like now I am going to cross to a stool, pick up a glass of water, sip it, looking and looking pensive, look at right. my feet, look at, you know, wander around the stage a little bit. And and, and they all, they, they all kind of follow, they, there were similarities. I think now TEDx, uh, they're more open to speakers sounding like themselves and not just sounding like Brene Brown or whomever, you know, pick your favorite TEDx speaker that, or TED speaker that they, they often have like a very similar way of delivering. Right. Um, so if you've got props, like bring them, if you feel like if, if, if singing, singing is part of your story, then sing, do uh, creating art on stage, do that, play the drums Do if, if that, do whatever that uh, I think creativity goes a long way, as long as it doesn't obscure the key message, uh, and the, the way that you want people to be thinking differently. That was what you were saying. Is it, is it really about it? It's a big idea is worth spreading. So you, you know, generally we are aware of a problem in our world and uh, that it has affected us or, or those that we care about people that we know, and you through your experience, through your expertise, you've come up upon some some reframing a different way of looking at a problem or thinking about a problem or talking about a problem uh and 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 have a message have a, a kind of a silver bullet solution um uh, that will help people think think about yeah. things in a different way in a new way alan we're you know we're a pr agency as you know we get people coming to us all the time who you know are like hey i want to be a professional speaker and so of course i i think i have at least two initial questions which is sure. what's your big idea your big transformative idea and you know 90 percent of the time i hear something very vanilla that you know well i have a five-step process for how to be a better leader okay yeah and, uh, you know, so does the last five people that I talk right. to. Right. And then the other thing is I say, OK, how many public and speaking engagements uh, have you done either unpaid or paid in the last year? And, you know, it's not a number that's impressive. And so I'm like, OK, and have you ever worked with a speaking coach? Do you have any professional training? And if it's a CEO of a company, they're like, well, every time I speak, you know, I get a standing ovation. And I'm like, oh, at your company conference where everybody there is an employee of your organization. Right. They're like, oh, right. yeah. And I'm like, so if somebody doesn't stand, you know, like, the, you know, what's their employment uh, uh, opportunities look like, you know, the following day? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. 
So, Alan, not to interrupt you, but we need to take a quick break and we'll come back on the other side with more of Alan Cohen. You're listening to On Top of PR with your host, Jason Mudd. Jason is a trusted advisor to some of America's most admired and fastest growing brands. He is the managing partner at Axia Public Relations, a PR agency that guides news, social and web strategies for national companies. And now back to the show. Welcome back to On Top of PR. We've still got Alan Cohen here with us, and we're going to ask him a few more questions before we wrap up this uh, episode. Um, And so, uh, Alan, welcome back. Good to be back. So let's just talk at at a a high level. What makes a good speech? So so that answer would be different different for every person you ask, probably. but, But for me and for the speakers that I work with, and I'm working usually with five to ten speakers at a time, um, shaping their shaping their speeches, helping them with a TEDx process, uh, working with them on their applications. The um, the the thing that I think makes a great TEDx speech is it, it is when people really bring uh, bring their stories and their histories into into the story. Um, and are willing to be vulnerable in that way uh, to, uh, regardless of what the topic is, um, their, their ability to, your ability to connect with viewers, with the TEDx committees um, by, uh, by being vulnerable and, and really providing great real life examples to back up all of your, your hypothesis. Uh, And, um, and I think also, um, for me, it's, 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 I like when people interject humor. Um, I think that's a real art. It can really, it can fall flat. It's a really appropriate use of humor. Um, but really all just taking people on a journey and having them feel all the feels. So the, um, and, and the triumph at the end and the, and, and the, obviously the tips and, and, and some call to action is necessary, but, and, and good speeches will always have that. But when the speaker is really, is really willing to bear their soul in the in service of getting uh, of getting people to really get them and get what they're talking about. I think mm-hmm. that's that's an art, and I, I don't think all TEDx speakers do it very well. I think some don't really. Um, there's something a little surfacey about them, and um, and I think the ones that really um, that really stand out are when you really share your heart, um, your heart, your heart, and your head. Um, and, uh, you listen, you don't have to have, you don't have to have had a near death experience or, um, or, or some horrible tragedy in your life. Um, sometimes that people really can't, can't relate to that, but, but really to, um, to, to relate some experiences, which were important to you, um, that, that really matter and that people can really feel your heart in that, um, uh, in the description. I think that's, that's key. Good storytelling, man. I, I, you know, I know Jason. That's you're in the business of helping people tell their stories and craft their stories. I did that for a long time in corporate communications, but this is different because it really asks people to be to to go very, very, very deep. And uh, I don't want to work with anybody who doesn't um, have a story that can move people to action. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't like too slick. You know, I, I think um, I, I try to de-slick 
yeah. my speakers because right. um, right. what's worked in the boardroom doesn't always work in the uh, on the TEDx stage. Sure. So um, I hope that answers your question. Well, you're reminding me, I, I'm a professional public speaker myself. And one of uh, our, my coach says, you know, always says make big choices. Right. And, right. Uh, and I think that you, you just kind of said that earlier as well. You know, you've got to be intentional about making big choices. You're nodding. Sounds like you want to say something. Uh, yeah. Well, very good, very good reading of body language, but uh, it, it's a, so I think that's, um, I, I think what can get a lot of us stuck even in the, even in the application process is coming is being bold with a statement mm -hmm. and then being able to back it up. Right. And it's, but also to be okay with not having your, your idea um, be the definitive answer because TEDx is, it's kind of an inquiry. It's kind of saying, Hey, what if artificial intelligence what if we could bring artificial intelligence into the the hiring process? Mm -hmm. um, what? Uh, how could that make our lives infinitely better? Or it will make our lives infinitely better. And here's right. why. But you can't be afraid that other people are going to push back on you because they will. Mm -hmm. Right. That's once you're out there and up there, people are going to push back, and you have to just be prepared to respond. Um, but yeah. it's not definitive, right? It's not. Um, we're not we're not offering solutions that are going to work every time for everybody. Just asking people to consider a different possibility. Yeah, I wrote down. You said uh, you know be bold and back it up, and I really like that. I I tell people all the time. You know, you've got to say something provocative, contrarian, and and unique that they haven't heard some everybody else say. Because if you sound like everybody else, they're not going to pick you. They're not going to relate to you. They're not going to remember you. And uh, whether you're being quoted for a news interview, whether you're uh, you know, pitching yourself as a speaker, whether you're speaking, whether you're writing a book, you know, I've got a, a friend of mine, he wrote a great book, but I didn't learn anything new in it. Right. Uh, because everything he talked about, you know, kind of pulled from other sources and other books, but it is a book I will recommend to people to say, Hey, if you need a fast track on learning some of the, you know, some of my best learnings in 20 years of reading a whole lot of books, I would read this book. Yeah. Well, and I think, We've all heard that expression. There are not a lot of new ideas under the sun. Right. And and I think that's true. I think uh, I love people when people present like proprietary systems and you're like, wow, but I think I saw that 30 years ago in a textbook. Right. You know, yeah. Really? yeah. Um, right. So so don't don't be afraid that your idea isn't new. I literally just quoted from Stephen Sondheim's um, Sunday in the Park with George. Uh, <laughs> don't be afraid that your your idea isn't new, but 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 get that you as the channeler, you as the the vessel for the message. Maybe something uh, and and your unique examples and the way mm -hmm. that you tell a story may it may make it new for some people. Yeah. So um, you know, don't 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 kill yourself trying to be the first person to ever talk about resilience. Yeah. Right. Um, there, there are popular themes that you start seeing across TEDx's some, some conferences are themed around health and wellness or, or around leadership or around HR or around um, uh, disruption. Yeah. Right. So, so, Think about um, think about where you do have ideas and some or different ideas or different perspective from what 
-hmm. or things that anger you about things that you're out there seeing and hearing and yeah. uh, and a different way forward through it. That's good advice. Alan, we've run out of time. Okay. I want to thank you for uh, joining today and helping our audience stay on top of PR and uh, telling them more about how to become a TEDx speaker and not just that, but an excellent TEDx speaker. So uh, what we're going to do is we'll put a link to uh, your LinkedIn in the episode notes Great. and uh, your website, et cetera. Uh, so if our, uh, if our, our audience uh, wants to connect with you, they'll know how to do that. And speaking of audience, we just want to thank you, audience, for being here today and joining us and helping us help you stay on top of PR. If you know a colleague or um, friend who would benefit from this episode, uh, do us a favor and post about it on social media and, uh, and tag that person and tag Alan and myself or on top of PR. And uh, we'll be sure to comment and engage with you in that conversation. And we'll be sure to thank you for uh, sharing the episode. Uh, with that, this is Jason Mudd. And on behalf of Alan Cohen, thanking you for tuning in and uh, to On Top of PR. This has been On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by ReviewMaxer. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And check out past shows at ontopofpr.com.